generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome back. Another impromptu stream. We've managed to conjure in uh, Mikey to, is that the word? Like conjure in, conjure up? Uh, we've, managed to, we've managed to pull Mikey away from his desk anyway for 15 minutes. It'll probably blow out to 45, much like the crypto discussion. Uh, <laughs> just talking about choices and, and personal responsibility, if we want to use those two words, and almost like getting outside the system as such. I'll run you through a couple of examples that we've used in previous Money Mail lessons and then some of the things that Mikey sees when dealing with clients and then some of the things that I see when people are leaving comments on the Keep the Change Facebook page, for instance. And we're just going to get stuck into a, uh, a pretty thought-provoking conversation that may not be uh, too exciting for some, but could be life-changing for others. Awesome, mate. Let's roll. I think, I think what started this up was the... The snapshot of the um, little comment that you sent me, right? And I was like, "Yeah, it's a, it's all about choice. Like you can choose that way, and that's cool. But there's you can choose to be otherwise." Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So um, I was saying to Mikey yesterday, like this, there's Facebook ad that's running for Keep the Change, and it's talking about how a lot of people have paycheck to paycheck, and people are kind of arguing why that is and whether things are too expensive. Uh, whether rents are too expensive, mortgages are too expensive. And there's so many interesting comments and different ways of thinking and people kind of saying, well, actually, like, I choose to live like this and um, I'm not going to sacrifice my um, time with my children for more income and things. So, like, everybody's got a different way of deciding how they want to live. And I think caveat from the start of a conversation like this is actually just taking some time individually to understand what it is that you want from your life. Cause I think it's so easy for people to um, put out to the world what they think is the right way to do it. But if you're trying to learn from somebody, but that's not actually what you want from your life, then perhaps you're looking for answers from the wrong person. Yeah. hundred percent like that. <clears throat> there's no like right way to do it. Right. Like if you, uh, if you've just got like rock solid jobs, smashing a, 60k paycheck and you've got everything under control and you're enjoying it and that's all you wanted then that's cool um yeah. but like it but don't get confused if you're in that situation and then you don't like that that there's no option for you to get out of that like you just have to choose to make the changes and then and then um act on it and honestly if you do it for a couple of years you'll be sweet like you just gotta it's hard but you've got to do hard stuff if you want to make changes, right? So I guess to take this to practical terms, what we're talking about is you might have an income of, say, like 48000 And then 
that then decides for you all of the things or all the ways you look at the world you're like a house is expensive rent's expensive food's expensive uh overseas trips are expensive everything's expensive because everything you're mapping back towards the money you have available so that can then determine the lens that you take and what mikey's saying and what we're saying through the stream is don't get stuck in thinking well that's then the outcome for your life because that is the way it is you can change that forty-eight thousand dollar number and then your world changes i'll give you an example uh, growing up, I thought that people who had cleaners for their house, I'm like, fuck, they are filthy rich. Like, who do they think they are? Why would they, you know, is cleaning so below them that they think they should spend money on, on getting a cleaner? Yeah. They must have so much money. And now I'm in my 30s and this year we've had a cleaner and it's purely become because I've learnt what I had learnt growing up or what I, you know, filtered into be my truth. I'm like, fuck, I had to unlearn that when I started to realize like, okay, this is causing friction around the house. This is slowing me down from doing the things that are more valuable with my time. This is great to be able to give uh, a lady who wants a bit of extra work and we can provide that for her. Um, she likes doing it. I don't like doing it. And so actually looking at it from a different light and making a decision, okay, I'm willing to sacrifice some of my income or disposable income to spend and replace it with time back in my day. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to get your head around those kind of things, eh? Like having your your food delivered to your house so you don't have to go to the supermarket on your way home from work and stuff like that. Like that that ten dollar delivery fee is that really necessary when you can just stop on the way? But it's like I get an extra hour at work, which I could make a lot more than ten dollars type thing. Like having that working out that opportunity cost, and then you know it's a choice if you choose to do it or not. Um, but knowing the opportunity cost there and then acting on it and making it counts key like there's no point just going to get uh your countdown delivery delivered to your house if you're going to watch netflix like yes. that's that's a, a downward spiral but if you can use it the correct way then just like the cleaner that, that kind of stuff's awesome right yeah and i guess from comparing my old employee life to now my business owner life like my was capped and my income had a set amount and I would base all of my purchasing decisions off of that level of income and I would look at the directors and the cars <clears throat> excuse me that they would drive and the things that they were doing and think wow like you know that's because they've got so much money so they can go and do those things and I had to understand that if I wanted to do my life differently I was going to have to change either the way I was spending or the level of income that I was bringing in and now being deeper into business and getting way past what I was earning as an employee, your world just, you, it's like you open up a whole new set of chapters. You have a whole new set of problems because then you're starting to deal with like, okay, is it okay to pay for a cleaner? Like I thought for 20 something years that, you know, who do you think you are paying for a cleaner? Now I'm like, fuck, oh, yeah. yeah, you know, I, I got that one wrong or <clears> there is <throat> this wrong. It's, um, I mean, you would have been through it too. It comes a point when uh, you're growing up, when you literally, you can keep complaining about like low income and expensive. And then it comes a point where like, no matter how much you tell yourself that nothing's changing. So you've, the only option is to like go and make the change. And I think like some people hit that point and some people don't, you know, I think um, you can, you can definitely get stuck in society 
and stay down that rabbit hole of complaining and it's hard and it's expensive and government this and policy that and you know minimum wage this and blah 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 but those are all things that you can't control and you can complain about them or you can not complain about them and still leave them out of your control and go sort it out um and yeah it doesn't take that long i don't reckon eh? like if you just if you sit down and think about it and get stuck in and then put some hard work in for a while you can really make some cool changes yeah i've seen yeah. it a lot with, with clients you know like i was saying this to you a while ago when um we were talking about reviews i think it was on the podcast or something when you have when i have a client that i've when i first very started like three years ago and we they just got a house and it was because of talking about that and some changes that needed to be made and they went and did it and their life's completely different now um and for the five years leading up to that period it was just same 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 um and they went and made changes i told i told one person to go and push their boss for a pay rise you know and it happened that wasn't right. that wasn't going to happen otherwise yeah. i was like just do it try it like worst case scenario no cool let's roll yeah. and um just like little changes like that and and pushing yourself and pushing the uh how your brain's like automatically programmed to think especially in new zealand because we've got a bit of that sort of agreeable nature down here you know yeah yeah i was just thinking you know, as we're talking about this and as people are listening try and think about things that you think are like are broken in the world it's probably a good way for you to understand what things that you think you, you can't understand why they're happening and then that's frustrating you and then work out whether you can actually control that or what things you can do differently and secondly like what things um you know what things do you complain about ask your partner ask your friends like hey mate you know hey girl whatever what do you what do you find me complaining about a lot and have there'll be some real good insights into that of well you're always complaining about why you don't have enough money and you're like okay well, what is that you know start to have some awareness around those things that you're often complaining about because there's answers in those things 100 yeah pulling yourself up on a few of those things can be it's it turns into a bit of fun because then you start when you get good at that and and figuring out what triggers you then you start pulling yourself up before you even open your mouth yeah and that's like a that's like a little game and it's a win you know like you pull yourself up you're like hang on I don't need to complain about lockdown we've just got to get to work sort of thing you know like or, or or using something like that to you know you can it's like we're programmed almost to instantly think negative yeah we are wrong way. i don't know what that is i yeah. i used to have it so bad you know and now it's just you just uh train yourself out of it almost and it's just like right the harder it gets the harder i'll push back sort of thing yeah yeah and build build up that resilience to keep going and couple of things that I learned over the last sort of five years that have really helped me with the way that I think about things. And one's from Gary V. Uh, he always talks about how everything's his fault. He's like, if a staff member leaves me, it's my fault. You know, if someone's um, upset in their work, like he just, he just looks at everything as like, that's my fault. That's my fault. And the, you know, some people would say that's, that's a bad idea. Don't do that. You should have burdened that you're creating things to be your fault. But what it does for him and what it allows you to do is just get over things way faster and be like, okay, sweet. I don't need to blame anyone. I don't need to be like, what went wrong here? Uh, why did you do that? It's just like, Hey, you know, sweet. It's my fault. I probably, my sales are down. My fault. I probably should have thought about that. I should have been all over it. And you, you get to own it rather than going through this back and forth of like, 
okay, who's actually to blame here? Because no one wins when you go down that. And and the other thing is accepting all the time that you are the sum of all of your life's choices. So where you are right now is because of all the decisions that you've made. And we're so quick to be like, nah, that's bullshit, man. That's because I got fired from my job or this person left me or uh, my parent died or whatever. Everybody's got that shit. So if you're not going to accept that actually the reason that you're in your exact position right now is because of the decisions that you've made, then you're going to continue longer down the path of not actually getting in control of your life and your shit. Yeah, the whole thing, like, <clears throat> you have to so be so careful about trying to block out certain parts of the noise, eh? Like, there's one thing that will always be certain for every single person on the planet except two people. And one person will always be worse off than you, and one person will always be better off than you. Yeah. You can't change it. Like, there's there's both ends of the spectrum. There's 7 billion people, and just get on with it. Like, the... That noise you just got to wash out yeah so like that's what, why what's that i was gonna say that's why like going back to the start it's so important to you know think about what it is that you want from life not other people because if you compare yourself to other people there's always going to be someone that's doing worse there's always going to be doing someone that's better like you say and you know you want to be waking up every day your goal is to be a better person than you were the day before rather yeah. than trying be better than somebody else with their better life i'm not sure how to do this but if you can become a pro at not caring what other people think and then really just think about what you like and try and do that and don't worry about what anyone says to you or like what you're doing or what track you're going down man life gets real good eh? yeah I don't, I, don't know how, it's, I don't know how to explain to people to do it like you have to really think about like for me, it was like working out like what I wanted life to look like in like 10 years and really think about what that picture is. Yeah. And then like what I do day to day, if someone talks down to you or says you're doing this wrong or I don't know, the good one at the moment, why don't you have a house or something like that? Like who cares? Like this is, I don't know how to train that or teach someone that, but if you can become a pro at washing out that noise, man, that's, that's gold. Yeah, I think. Like you're forever, you will care what people think about you, but you have to learn how to get over it faster or teach yourself to be like, hey, that's not important. Because one of the ways that I remind myself is I just look at all the negative shit that people put towards politicians and think, well, fuck, they still turn up the next day and carry on with their job. Like eventually it'll break some of them down. But, you know, like imagine if, imagine if they just stood up and, and you know, imagine if Jacinda just rolled up today and and was like hey team i'm sorry i can't give you this update i've been reading all your comments about what you're saying with me and i'm just like absolutely ruined by it and i haven't done any work for the last 12 24 hours there'd be mm. some people that would come out positive towards that and be like oh my god what have we done then other people would be like see told you weak leader oh fuck you know blah 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 so you, yeah. you're never gonna you're never gonna win that game and i think when you learn that then it helps you get over it faster because you can't there's always people that are going to be unhappy one thing I learned and got taught was that hurt people hurt people. And so if people are hurt, they will try and hurt other people. And once I understood that concept, I was like, ah, oh, they're not mad at me. Like, they're mad at themselves. And they just haven't figured their shit out yet. And then you start to actually, like, you get over it faster and then you just let them roll. And mm. so many times I've had people that I know are ripping me out behind my back and stuff have ended up sort of going full circle, like trying to be my mate or trying to, you know, almost like, you know get closer to me and i'm like hang on like 
I know what was going on here, but it's because they're hurt, so then they're trying to hurt somebody else. Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's kind of like that happens in business too, right? Like when you get down into it and well, what have we got here, Amanda? What other good. people think you I like that. Goody. Good shit, yeah. Amanda. <laughs> yeah, so we, we get into business, so yeah, well, the, the same type of thing happens, right? Like, especially you see it all the time in like um, really disruptive industries. Yeah. Um, and then like it's like hate and regulation, and you've got to slow this down, and you can't do this. And then there's someone like Elon Musk who's trying to put a fucking Tesla on Mars, and you know, like, yeah, yeah, like you see that all the time. Like he gets smashed on on the internet, and he just laughs. Yeah, like he get. I think he's got forty five million people following him on Twitter or something, and he just winds them up. Like yeah. that's a great example of like he doesn't give a fuck. He's just carrying on. He's got a mission in his mind to make the whole world electric, solar powered tunnels, and fly to Mars and do make organs in space. You know, like he's on a mission. There's no stopping his brain. Like you can say whatever yeah. you want to him; it doesn't affect him. Yeah, because he's so driven by his direction of what he's trying to achieve, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's so important for us. Um, I guess if we think about like the income level side of things, like I, I did a lot of learning quite a few, quite a few years ago about like how far money will go, and that's that inspired a couple of uh, lessons for keep the change around what the average income looks like in New Zealand, what it can get you, and then what a hundred thousand dollar income can look like, and. I was, you know, go back to the start and sort of put all oh, people that make heaps of money, they're greedy and, and, oh, why do they need that much money? Can't they just be happy? And all those types of things that I thought were the right way to think and then realize, like, actually, they're just holding me back. They're just, they're just limiting beliefs or things that are getting in the way or jealousy of me not getting what I thought that, you know, I could be earning. And I think you have to really get honest with yourself and be like, is the vehicle that I'm currently in to drive my income, whether that's your job or the investments that you have, is it going to generate enough income to help you get to the point of where you want to go? And if it's a no, then the faster you get out of that vehicle and get into a different one, then you start to get more in control of your life. But I don't think people should change vehicles until they really know where it is that they're trying to get to. Yeah, definitely. Don't go and um, quit your job and <laughs> do something rational if, if you're just thinking, oh, I, I don't get paid enough. Like you have to have a bit more of a structure and a plan in that. You want to yeah. make sure that you've got a i don't think you can i was a weirdo like i had like goals up on my wall in my bedroom when i was at mum and dad's and shit. and you know there's big plan over like 10 years and it's kind of all the same stuff but i wrote it all down and put it on the wall and just look at it every day you know i don't know if that's a good like a helpful thing or just a weirdo thing but yeah most of that stuff that i had written up on the wall for 10 years i've done in three Wow. Like it's, um, there's still a few things that I've got to tick off, but I don't know if that's good advice. It's pretty weird writing shit up on your wall. <laughs> that's good. You know, you're just it's keeping like, your goals front of mind. Like, I mean, I write mine down as a reminder every day. So that's the same thing. Like, it's mm. because you've got to constantly like remind yourself. Like, if you've been programmed and wired through the shit you're watching and you're consuming for like decades, then it takes a long time to unwind it. Like, I, and to put it into a more like accepted term, I'm working with this PT at the moment and that started in January 
And, and he's like, mate, you come down here and you work with me for an hour and you stand well, you lift well, you've got a great posture. And he's like, then you go ruin your body for 23 hours. He's like, when you're in here, you listen to me and you do shit how you're supposed to do it. And then you can go and fuck your body up. I don't care. But I'm like, man, he does care. Like he's like hitting me being like, wow, actually, yeah, I'm being just going slouching over. I'm like leaning on things. And he's like, you're only actually doing one hour a day of what your body needs. So suck it up and get it done. And I'm like, wow, okay. It's kind of weird when you put it like that. But then, you know, going through this and showing me how to do stretching and stuff, and I've been doing that for six months, and he's like, wow, you know, you've actually corrected a lot. Or you've undone the bad work you shouldn't have been doing over the last 10 years because you didn't have the education and now substituted it for good stuff. And you've actually undone like probably five years of work in six months. And he's like, but we're only just getting started. We need to undo the other five years and then we need to start on the path of doing what we should have been doing i'm like oh great so it's interesting <laughs> like people long road say, though right like that's not yeah. easy like you've gone from that situation to being like right i can do this good for an hour now you're realizing that you're pulling yourself up to try and do it more hours of the day every day even when he's not there yeah and eventually like, you can see that pattern coming that it's kicking in and eventually it will be every hour that you're not a not asleep yeah and that's that's the beauty of goals is it gives you something to focus on so then you start to be you know more awake to it so then you do things differently and that's just, you know that's why people set targets in business and outside of business and savings goals and stuff and then they work towards it because the process mm. is just as good as actually hitting it yeah i think that's the best part is how enjoyable the process part of of like making a choice choosing that if you if you what you've got right now is not what you want long term and then making a choice to make a change getting a goal and then it's like the the cool part is going through the journey on the way there i can tell you for a fact like i one of my goals was to buy like a brand new car once you've got the car doesn't yeah. like it doesn't mean shit. it was the fact like nah. of the work that i put in and the plan i put in place and the the goat like everything the work that you do to get there it's just yeah. that's the cool part that you enjoy when you get there it doesn't mean shit like you can swap it out for another car now <laughs> but it's the the journey is the cool part humans love progress right so we're always chasing like the next car or the next you know the next yeah. the model up or whatever like, yeah i like you know. i like my i like my car for the first three months and now in my head i want another one so i'm like right plan goes in place new goal that's a lambo surely absolutely <laughs> and that, that's one thing that i've used to get rid of and break my cycles of like um negative and excuses and stuff is to look at other things people have done and be like okay like i reckon you you know you no one in new zealand can have a lambo i'm like well then how are people driving lambos what have they done i'm like yeah. well so i'm lying i'm lying to myself i'm just trying to hide from the fact that i don't want to put the work in but that might not be my goal but that's usually you know, we, we're not we're not at a big enough pain point to actually take the action to do what we need to do to get us to the next step yeah it's an interesting one eh? it's like <clears throat> pain pain points drive motive like motivation right so like if you get into enough pain you'll make choices and changes no matter what but if you're in this like comfortable spot and you just trickle along and keep doing what you're doing nothing will change it just stays yeah. the same but it's comfortable so it's fine that's like the that's like 90 percent, right that's the 90 percent of society yeah i'll pull this um 
this uh, example up quickly and run people back through it from when we had this in the Money Mail Lessons back in weeks of number five, well, in week number four to start with, we were looking at, you know, what uh, $52,000 looks like. The average income's actually gone up since I wrote this, but, you know, you're paying tax on that of nine grand, then you take your KiwiSaver out, it's going to leave you with 40 grand a year. It's going to last you for 52 weeks. And then you think about all the things you're paying for, your rent, your power, your phone, your internet, your insurance, food, miscellaneous. And then, of course, you want you know, the old holiday or buy some birthday presents and then clothing, or you can't live your life nude, can you? You probably get in trouble doing that these days. Um, so that's, you know, even for people who don't have it. Uh, well, for those who do have a student loan, you've got to take another 12% out of that as well. And you know, that's probably why a lot of Kiwis are living paycheck to paycheck. And we just, you can either accept that as the the way and like, okay, well, that's how this is, or go, well, actually, some people aren't. So what are they doing to not do that? And you have to identify the cycle in your life or the the thing that you're a part of that you're like, fuck, I don't belong anymore. I don't, I don't want to live like that. I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. I don't want to have no savings. I don't want to have a credit card. You know, I want to break the cycle and I want to change it up. What do I need to do? Yeah, hundred percent. Eh? It's an interesting one. Like if you, if you're at a job and you're making 70 K and you ask someone like, is there scope for like a bigger income? And they're like, Oh, not really. But what does the boss make? Yeah. 200 300 whatever why can't you be the boss oh it just doesn't well you can like make a plan and figure out how to get it done eh? like it you just have to choose and, and make the change instead of being like no nah, there's no way to do that yeah yeah i mean there's people across the country that are just doing like the randomest things to make money um and you know it's just there's some there's crazy no... stuff out here at the moment <laughs> yeah it's good yeah. times there's, there's just no excuses. Phil and I did an episode for business owners on how to add sales um, during a lockdown. That could be beneficial for even people that aren't in business just to think about some of the things that business owners have to think about and how they continue to keep income coming in. Um, but yeah, you know, you could stand up a, um, you know, a channel where you help people with their fitness and you charge people to belong to it. You know, it's just the, the world is just such a weird place now with the internet. <clears throat> and I think Kiwis haven't really figured out how to take like a real true grasp of it just yet yeah i don't know if there's like i still don't know if there's any like get rich, rich quick schemes uh, i think it still takes like a commitment and some hard work for a extended period of time um but yeah there's so much money flying around in this internet world it's crazy eh? yeah i think when people that don't like their jobs hear hard work they're like fuck i don't like that i don't like hard work because when you do enjoy what you're doing, you you're prepared to grind more. It's not that the work becomes easy or that it's you know, people are like, oh, you know, do what you love, you'll never work like work a day in your life or whatever the saying is. You will. You have to grind. You'll probably work even harder and longer. But you have the ability to be like, I want to do this. And because you want to do it, it helps you to go longer. And, you know, that's where you, you require like less discipline to do the work because you're like, well, I actually want to do this. And yeah, you know, like say we did do the stream right now, we'd be like, oh mate, let's do it another time. But we're like, yep, sweet, keen as you know, flip this on, um, and we'll rip into it and we enjoy it, and then we'll get back to our lives and carry on. But some people would look at this and be like, oh, you know, that would be half an hour of their day. The boss has to pay for that, and but we don't see this as work, right? No, exactly. Yeah, one once yeah. Mm, 
it's hard like no matter if you really love what you're doing you're still always going to um have work to do um <laughs> like i love the mortgage game and finance right like i really enjoy it but there's always like parts of it that you just hit leaves a massive distaste in your mouth but yeah. that, that doesn't matter but the it's a weird one like when you achieve something in the game that you really enjoy then it makes it all worthwhile and it's a bit more satisfaction yeah i think the easiest way for me to sum it up would be like if you're listening to this and you've always had this belief in yourself that you want more from your life and and you don't know how to do that or you know you you've got no idea where to start like at least just acknowledge that you have it like a lot of people don't have that and they're like man they wouldn't be listening to this shit. they're tuned out by now they're like this isn't my thing like fuck that but if you you know if you do feel like that then the sooner you get started on figuring out what that path is like the the better your life's going to be and the happier you're going to be for the things that you'll learn by having crack at going down that path yeah i think um you can well you can do that at any age but i definitely think there's some merit in uh the younger you are like the more you should just have a crack eh? yeah yeah well there used to be that saying that like 20s for learning and 30s for earning or whatever it is i don't know party in your 20s and sort it out in your 30s fuck that i reckon just get into it eh? yeah well i tried that mate and now i'm playing catch up for the dumb <laughs> shit that I'm like, so. same like, yeah now i'm working overtime to correct something just like i'm in the gym with this pt i'm <laughs> fix up what i shouldn't have been doing in the 20s but it's like yeah. the stock standard way though right like sort it out yeah. in your 30s would be right yeah um one of the books that that really helped me that i read was a book called think and grow rich uh, i don't know if you've read that one mikey but a lot of people that i bump into that have an abundance mindset they um yeah they've, they've read that book and sort of you know they'll, they'll still tune in with it like through to later on but it talks massively about how most successful people in the world are usually between the ages of 40 and 60 and there's all this pressure put on by ourselves i think younger people to be like oh i need a i need a clock at all in my 20s i need a clock at all in my 30s but actually like you know you think of all the people that are really like worldwide kicking ass they're usually between their 40s and their 60s so we're not done you know we're not done when we turn 40 we're really just getting into it yeah yeah that is the other thing like i reckon <clears throat> get into it as stuck in as early as you can but also yeah if you want to be like a bazillionaire all those guys are closer to what we call retirement age you know like that just yeah. shows that it takes like 20 or 30 years to build a company like that yeah those yeah. companies don't like it looks like facebook turned up overnight and yeah of course it had an exponential growth curve but the effort that went in and still is going in is huge same with amazon same with tesla like Tesla's nearly been broke multiple times, eh? And now they're just charging along, had a record quarter last quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think that's why people gravitate towards the concept of multiple forms of uh, streams of income as well. And, you know, that's, for me, it was like such a foreign concept. And for most Kiwis, I think, because you're sort of taught good job and then your your only maybe next form of income might be like a, a small dividend each year if you've got some shares and that's going to become like a new thing for people but when you start to get dividends from investments that you make that are like you know quite large amounts of money yeah you're like oh fuck, i get it you know i think yeah. it took 
me, it took mm-hmm. for me a dividend that was like a week's worth of rent. And I thought, oh, shit. Okay. So I need to try and stack this 52 times. And I'm never going to have to worry about paying my rent again. I'm like, yeah. wow, I, I, I think I get it now. Yeah. But that's the same when you look at like Warren Buffett's net worth. And it's like yeah. this until he's like 50. And then it's like, boof. And it just yeah. like slowly builds up and all of a sudden everything's just compounding. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But it's it's hard to I don't know why it, it just doesn't. I mean, that's why I keep the changing this, right? Because we don't learn this shit. It's not at yeah. school. I'm pretty sure I don't remember compound interest at school. Yeah, I mean things things might have changed. It looks like there are some good things happening in the uh, education mm. space around finance and money, which is cool. Um, but yeah, I guess that whole sort of, you know, well, I'll go back to this example now and, and scroll back to the hundy. But even, you know, I thought getting to 100K would be, you know, that's when you start to figure out, you know, that's when you start thinking about retiring. Six digits. What's that? So, Six yeah, digits. And, and really that's, uh, I think it's about a one in nine income in New Zealand. People that earn over 100 grand from from their job. So now we're looking at tax of about 25k. You got KiwiSaver of 4k. You got 70 grand in the pocket. Um, 1300 bucks a week. You know, and I'm not saying that this isn't a big amount of money, um, because it is. And it's like I say, it's a one in nine type income. It's then what you do with it. But it's again, like, does it match to where you want to get to? So if you started saving 10 percent of that, you'd be saving seven grand. So as soon as you got paid, you'd be saving. 10 percent you'd end up with seven grand at the end of the year and you can see why in this day and age people would be like well how am i going to buy a house like is that you know is that going to be meaningful if you did the same thing for the next 10 years and nothing changed your income stayed the same or we ignore inflation you have 70 grand saved and 40 grand in your kiwi saver so you'd have 110 grand well house prices have been increasing by six figures over the last 12 months so you'd be feeling like you're getting left behind and yeah when you look at it like that it looks bloody grim eh? it does mate it does when you start to break it down but when you like romance or romanticize over six figures you're just like well if i could just get to that six figure income then i you know would have figured it out or i would have clocked it um and you know that's it's not necessarily going to be the thing that makes you happy anyway so you've got to be able to identify the the, the vehicle that you're driving, as I say, and then figure out, do I need to change this if it's not in line with the things that you want to achieve in your life? Yeah, I think a good, like, especially while we're in lockdown, I think it would be beneficial to people to, like, just think in your head, like, right, I'm, I'm 30 years old or whatever. How do I want this day to look in 10 years from now? Like, what I'm doing, what my work looks like, what might be what car i'm driving am i in hawaii and just like try and really pinpoint some things that you want and just pick them out like day-to-day stuff doesn't matter like your life will change you might get a girlfriend or whatever but if you've got some things that you know that you really want and will make you happy like figure those out put them on paper and then just be like right hawaii trip every year costs 10 g's new car is going to be 70 um i want to live in this house that you know it's a, a million bucks or whatever and like be right just make the map and then you've got to work it out and it might come down to the fact that you need to <clears throat> choose to stop making 60 grand and make 120 and then just get on that track 
Nice. Yeah, I think the easy answer for everyone is like stop spending, decrease your spending. No one teaches people, hey, increase your income because most people don't have experience with that. So much, man. Like, <laughs> I know, yeah, the banks and stuff don't like the, the spending, but man, I encourage the increase the income conversation more, eh? Yeah. Because that's an option. It's not, it's not like, yes, you can decrease your expenses and that's a good thing for sort of long-term wealth and being able to invest and saving up for whatever you want. But like real money's made in increasing the income, not not decreasing your expenses. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, um, to get raw for a second, like sometimes it can take like a death in the family for or a death of like one of your friends and stuff like that to realize like shit, you know, life is short as well. Um, and that it's important to try and go after the things that you do want to be doing. Like one thing that, you know, I often my um, my mum and my stepdad, they would be on a Sunday saying like, oh, fuck, got to go to work tomorrow. And that was like a blessing for me in disguise because I was like, well, I don't, like, don't want to feel like that on a Sunday. So I've always chased something that's going to excite me or, or like be in a state where I don't think like that. And, mm. you know, in my household now, like, if we get like that, we'll be like, hey, we shouldn't be talking like that. What's going on here? Um, and unfortunately for my stepdad, like he died just before they were going to be like finally living their life and going out and exploring and doing the things that they wanted to sort of do the whole time, but they were they were creating a deadline before they could go and do it. And, and he, he died like, you know, a week effectively before they were going to start doing that. And it's just that big like bang smack in the face of like, fuck. What was all this for? So you don't yeah, have to. You got to enjoy your life like as you're going as well, and yeah. it shouldn't take like a death of your friend or your family or whatever to be like. You know what? What am I doing with my it life? It does though. Mm. It does though. I had a mean shake up. Like I had my best mate die in a motorbike crash, and I was like, "Fuck, that's that's ruthless, eh?" And then <clears throat> you've got two options after that. You're like. Do we start speeding this up because we're all going to die or do we just sit back and go along for the ride? Got to yeah. make that choice, so. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you've got to figure out what it is that you want. And I think the scary thing when you have someone close to you die, uh, and I'm sure there'll be people listening to this that will have experienced, but for those that haven't, is that the world just keeps spinning, man. Like, And, and, yeah. and people care about you for 24 hours and then, bang, you're on your own. Like, yeah. The, that the, they've got their own problems and stuff and your world is a center around this biggest like change to your life and people you know they still care but they're like you know everyone's dealing with their shit and that's all good and so things it means nothing everyone just yeah, carries on but it is now like the like life actually is pretty ruthless like you can think okay this is a huge deal and then all of a sudden like nah and you see it all the time when famous people die and stuff and you're like holy shit that's a massive tragedy and then 24, 48 hours later, like no one's talking about it. Everyone's then talking about the next thing that's happening or or whatever. The world moves so fast. Yeah, 100%. Couldn't agree more. It's definitely something that uh, kicks you into gear. So take our advice and don't let that happen and just get on with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, you know, just always be thinking, you know, we, we ask, Phil and I always ask, you know, business owners, like, are you happy and are you enjoying it? Because... You know, sometimes like we don't want them not to be and we want to be having those tough conversations if they're not because you know that's when some things need to be done differently and yeah, it's no different sure. yeah 
Um, in terms of adding income, then I think yeah, we've done a little bit for keep the change previously as well. I think you touched on a good example of one of your clients where you said, hey, you're going to need to go to your boss and ask for a raise. And I think that is something for everybody to think about. I mean, it's tough in a time like this in the COVID environment with so much uncertainty for employers. But if things are going well again, like, you know, if that's the only lever you've got to control your income, well, then you've got to get good at it and you've got to be brave enough to have a crack at it, right? Yeah, I think so. I think... Um... Like if you if you wake up in 20, 30 years and you never asked for a pay rise, you never know what could have happened, you know? Mm. And there's like different ways to approach it, I reckon, too, eh? Like you can walk in and say, hey, can I get paid more? Or you can say, hey, look, I want to double my income. How can we approach this? Like what what can I add to my role over the next year or something? Or what what would you like done extra in the company that I can fit into or just be a bit more proactive with it. Yeah. Um, you get what I think you get way better results from approaching it like that, but rather than like the the sort of entitlement approach where you're like, the guy's doing the same job as me and he's getting seventy. Why am I only getting sixty? Like that doesn't achieve anything and it doesn't leaves a sour taste in everyone's mouth. You know, I think trying to encourage the boss to earn more as well at the same time, or or, or for them to get something out of you. Yeah. Yeah, one of the things that I was taught is like if you can help someone make money, they'll, you know, they will they will remunerate you in some way shape or form. So often I am going out of my way for our clients to figure out okay, how could how could I help recover this accounting fee or the fees that we're charging because it's then so much harder for them to be like, oh, you know, fuck, they just the cost. They're like, "Oh, that's actually an investment." Um mm. And, but, you know, I had to get taught that to understand that. And I think it's the same with if I had have known that as an employee, like I might have had braver conversations and said, hey, what are you trying to achieve? Like, is there a way that I can help us do that? What would that look like? Can I get a clip of that? Is that all good? And the closer you can get to the money flow, the better those and, and you know, the more productive and bigger those conversations can get, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know many like self-employed guys, like the boss, that, wouldn't give up way more than like the two IC rollers worth if they got a really good one, you know. If you if yeah. if you can be that person for someone, or whether it's your manager or your your top top boss or CEO or whatever, um, if you can be that person, you'll I'm pretty sure you'll get remunerated correctly. Yeah, nice. I did the uh, side hustles webinar for people and it's designed to get people thinking about different ways they could bring bring income into their household as well. So you might want to stay in your job. You might just want an extra 10K coming in each year or, or a couple of grand, like who knows? Um, it's Everybody's different, but you know, I think it's all the time, the thing to think about is like, what problem can I solve for people? And therefore, what can I get paid to do that? And for some people, it might be as simple as mowing people's lawns. Yep. Um, yeah, and that's that's where you see like the, there's problems are always changing for people. So you want to like watch your market and go, okay, where's this different now? And I ordered in um, some some meals, for instance, and this guy's business. He's like, mate, I'm just swamped going into lockdown because people are like, sweet convenience, um, and they're looking for it. He can deliver. It's essential level four. Happy days. So he's solving a problem, but that problem may not exist on the other side of these lockdowns to the extent. So then you've got to figure out how do I capitalize on it. But 
figuring out how to solve someone's problem is a great way to make extra money. Mm, 100%. So even just go around your neighborhood and ask, hey, what problems do you have? And um, yeah, and then be the person that can solve it for them. This is a great that series, uh, The Undercover Billionaire, that's that's exceptional to understand like how business works and how to be relentless in the in the chase for um, problem solving and being resilient and getting some income coming in as well. Yeah, those guys are nuts, eh? Like watch that show and they just rock into a town that they've never heard of before and like, right, this place needs this, this and this, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, and just pretty crazy. Yeah. Oh, mate, we've hit the 42-minute mark after going for 15. So. <laughs> <laughs> any, any final thoughts from your end, mate? No, I just reckon uh, have, a, have a think and write down, and then if you do want to make some changes, it's your choice. Just go hard, eh? Yeah. Lockdown in- sucks, but you might as well use it for a um, for some thinking and getting, getting shit sorted for when we get out. Yeah. Yeah, and it comes down to like how bad you want things as well. Like often, think about when you're growing up, right? Like what your parents teach you effectively is like when you want stuff and if they don't just give it to you, they're like, oh, you've got to work for it. And then you learn that, you know, when you're like, I really want that fucking Atari or whatever, like you're doing shit that you don't necessarily want to do because you're like, I want it bad enough and I want this. And you've got to decide if you're picturing the Hawaii holiday and the car and things that Mikey was talking about, like, is that the stuff that's going to drive you? Like, do you really want that? Because if it's not strong for you along that path as well, you're going to be like, oh, I started doing that, but I can't be bothered anymore because, you know, yeah. it's not driving you enough. And that's no, fine. 100%. Like, one of my things is, like, to be able to go fishing whenever I want. Like, and that's not a big deal. It just means that any day that I want, I want to be able to afford to put the boat in and go use a whole tank of gas and fish all day. Yeah. So like, that, that becomes part of the calculation, right? It doesn't mean I'll do it every day. But yeah. it's different from wanting a Lambo, you know, so it can be different things. You just have to work out what they, they are for you. When you get in control of your income, like you make a lot of different decisions. And to give you an example from last week, I went and did a podcast with a, a younger fella who's selling some merch and stuff. And um, he said, oh, once I left, he said, oh, you know, would you consider sponsoring the podcast? And I said, I'm going to be honest, man, like your demographic probably doesn't fit our you know our target market but i know how hard it is to try and get sponsorship for content and in podcasts and stuff and i'm like i don't really need to buy your merch but i do want to support you so uh i offered to sponsor it for a couple of weeks for keep the change and i said yeah what does it cost and he said how much it was and i'm just like okay commit and roll on if i had a fixed income i'd be like "Mm, sorry mate like I'm comparing, okay, what does that cost divided by my total income? But I don't think like that anymore. I'm like, fuck, now I need to make that cash back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, the whole topic of being self-employed is, is huge, right? Like being in control of, of being able to do that. Um, it's a game changer. Like I've, I've said it before, I don't know how you can do it without it. Like there definitely are ways to earn lots of money as an employee, but I don't, I'm not good enough to be able to work those out. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, I was in the wrong vehicle. Like I, accounting's basically mapped out for you when you start from day one. It's like you start here at 36,000 and then there are 16 steps to go to before you get to $500,000 a year. And that can be when you're probably in your late thirties to your forties and you know, you're probably gonna have to do some bad shit to get there as well. I'm like, oh, wow, (laughs) a great idea. And now 
oh thank god i got off that yeah like if the sponsorship things happen and like that conversation and you're on you've got your like 120k a year salary like you've already mapped out for the year what your money is for like you yeah. know your life expenses are 50 percent of that you know what you're doing with the other 20 percent. like there's never any room left you don't just throw away savings you know like yeah. that being able to control your income is a massive part of it yeah because you'll 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 change your spending to match your income coming in josh yeah, a good question here I think you know there's probably a, a gap in the market too. What support is available for people who want to sit down to make a plan but need some assistance? Like that's what I do. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but Mike, you help you, and there are also you know financial advisors. Um, but most that you know that do personal finances and stuff like that. A lot of people, you've got to then think, okay, how are they trying to get remunerated? And they're trying to chase the fast money or the big investment money and things like that. So I think there is like a bit of a gap. Yeah. If you want to learn and you do want to make changes, spend 15 bucks a month and get YouTube premium and start searching up what you want to learn because there is so much good content on there now, eh? Yeah. YouTubers, there, there's lots of comedy and like YouTubers doing dumb shit and stuff. But if you search for what you want to find out, man, there is some fucking good stuff on there, right? Eh? Yeah, I've probably had YouTube premium for maybe three years now. I've never had Netflix, um, Sky subscription. Nah. Um, it's the best premium. thing I ever did. Yeah. It's a, I don't know how more Kiwis don't know about it. You can, no ads, you can, you know, listen to things in your pocket. So, you know, you can be working um and you know i just did even just this morning i just did like a couple of hours of focus work that i need to get out in the accounting space and just had some drum and bass just beasting in my head with the phone turned over and like the world just carried on and i was just super focused and got it done but if i was having to look down and change the song on spotify every time or there's another ad telling me to buy some bloody air freshener or something you just there's another distraction point yeah. so yeah it's so valuable and there's so much good content that you can learn from really smart people and YouTube's got a great way of helping you find the people that you should be listening to, not just the bullshit. Yep, you can go down rabbit holes, but I think if you're at the point where you're paying for a premium subscription to something, you're probably going to be seeking out the information you really do want. They're not going to be serving you up shit that's going to take you down the wrong path. Yeah, I um, barely search now. I just open it up and there's like new videos from the people that I have been watching or it's like yeah. recommended for you and it's all like finance and and crypto and <laughs> housing and whatever you know like it just feeds me like it knows me <laughs> yeah oh well you know the example the other day like i've been recently listening to a guy who's scaled businesses in america oh, yeah. yeah gym businesses and I'm like man this guy's a wealth of knowledge been listening and i'm like okay because uh, i guess being in business you're always looking for different ways people are doing things and and you know i was really enjoying it so i sent it to a mate who who has gyms and was like mate you might want to keep an eye on this guy he's pretty bloody knowledgeable and it's all free information uh see what you can learn see what you like and and then mikey missed me like a week later he's like mate you should check this guy out and i was like wow <laughs> fucking youtube you know it's not like a popular channel like when you look at his videos they don't have high view counts but the algorithm must be so good that it's like targeted us out as people that need to watch it you know yeah youtube premium 
And I think mm. like a lot of the times we overcomplicate things as well. Um, and so then we, we're like, okay, I need to watch a hundred videos before I know what to do. And it's like, no, no, you know what to do. You need to take fucking action. That's what you don't know how to do is to take action. And I had a younger person reach out to me yesterday and said, Hey, mate, I wondered on the other side of lockdown, could I shout you coffee? I mean, oh, well, I won't even go down that path, but, um, I, he's like, I've done a business plan. I want to go out and have a look at this trade, probably not for a couple of years. And I'm like, wait, I'm like two, two questions. And my first one was like, what, what do you actually need help with? And he was like, oh, I got told, you know, you've got all the plan, you've got all the ideas, you've got the direction, you just, you should talk to someone that's been there and done it. And I was like, mate, you don't need to talk to me. You need to talk to someone in that trade. Get on the blower, ask them, hey, what do you do? But secondly, I'm like, that ain't going to take two years, man. That, that could take two days. You know, you need to, if you've got the plan, then you get some lessons from someone that's been and done it. The next thing is action, consistent action every day, not I think I'll be ready in two years because I fucking guarantee you, your life will be completely different in two years. Yeah, yeah. Needing need a whole new plan and you'll have a whole yeah, new I think plan. The best idea is to start yesterday if you're going to make changes, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Action, dive taking in, action. Dive in, give it heaps. Mm. And back to Josh's question there as well, like, and what I just said about that young person, it's often the advice I give to people that are thinking about starting a business is, I'm like, what business have you seen that's inspired you to do this and often they're like oh well i used to shop here or i used to sign up to this or in london i did this and i was like are there any competitors here in new zealand like yep yep you know it's this one i'm like bring them email them message them do whatever you can get a hold of one of them find out what they did well what they don't do well what they do differently if they started again tomorrow and i'm like you'll be probably two or three years ahead of where you would be if you don't have that conversation because you will avoid doing all the shit that you know you shouldn't do and you'll do things better from the start and kiwis are so open to sharing those lessons yeah yeah it's funny if someone if you call a an employer or someone in a company or something most of the time they're quite happy to help mm, because business owners often get themselves to a place as well where they're like i've got that abundance mindset of okay i know how to win now therefore it's my fault if i don't you know you've had other mortgage advisors ring you and be like hey what should i be doing if you were closed-minded you'd be like oh mate i'm not talking to you you might end up cutting my lunch yeah but, no you can't be like that yeah, <laughs> that yeah. doesn't work <laughs> and why why doesn't it work do you think um well there's like a billion, oh, I don't know, I don't even know what the numbers are. There's like billions of loans per week that go out the door. So I can't do them all. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like, who cares? Yeah. yeah. And you start to learn that like, you know, that, yeah. Competition's good anyway. Like yeah. if there's, yeah, if there's no market choice, then yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, if you worry about that stuff, it just drags you down anyway. Yeah. So from, from when I came into the mortgage industry, there was a couple of people that really, help me yeah so you know i would ring this one girl megan i'd ring her like every day asking her shit, you know and she was awesome yeah that's that's the same when i put my hand in my pocket for the sponsorship for this podcast as i said to him i said look mate i'm going to be honest i don't really care what this leads to the reason i'm doing this is because last year for bgp we were out there trying to get sponsorship and it was fucking draining and it was so hard and i know that the battle that you've got to go through to get this so this is a way for me to be able to repay you know good karma and the universe and stuff for looking after me last year 
to be able to be like, okay, well, I was in the same position as you last year. I need to put my money where my mouth is now for my venture. And here you go. And he was just like, mate, you know, massive respect. Um, but I've had to like teach myself to get myself into that position to be ready to do that because previously yeah. I'm like, oh, no way. What's, what's in it for me? Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's some like good, good quotes around like giving and you get back sort of shit. Eh? I don't know how they go, but just, just be a legend and everything else will be all right. That's it. Trust the <laughs> process. All right, mate. Thank you for that. Cool. Uh, we, yeah, hopefully we've uh, got some. For now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess we're, we're both just passionate about seeing people have a crack at the things they like doing and, and getting away from that excuse mindset and thinking that everything's against them because when you get away from that and start getting into control of your life and the things that you want and your outcomes, like everything just changes and quite quickly. Yeah, for sure. I love seeing people have a crack and then pull it off, you know, like it's my favourite. Yeah. Cool, mate. All right. Well, we both better get back to it. I think we've got to yep. think more cases or something here today. So uh, we'll probably see you <laughs> online in the next six weeks. <laughs> okay, mate. Cheers.